All right, you ready to do this? Yeah. Okay, I got an intro. Okay, sweet. Spoiler alert! Here is this week's show show with Sweets and Slaney. I had the bright idea to um, live stream tonight's uh, show show right. on YouTube because I've been putting a lot of our um, bits on YouTube lately. Oh, uh, I didn't know this. And getting like two views. Nice. Zero views. Great. Four views. Perfect. That's nine, six. Nine views. <laughs> that, that, that's the highest I testing one. I think we talked about Emily in Paris and I, and we broke the bank and got nine views. Maybe double digits. Yeah. Anyway, it turns out in order to live stream on YouTube, you need to give them 24 hours notice, which is silly. You have to, oh. like, you have to like make an appointment to live stream on YouTube. Yeah, we're going to be putting this out. Yeah. I, I guess is it... Yeah, that makes no sense. They just need to verify like who you are, I guess. That must be what Want to make sure you're not live streaming bad well, stuff. And in their defense, I kind of look like a Russian bot. Like YouTube's existed for 14 years and I just all of a sudden started uploading these videos in the last few weeks and I get two views mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> now i, I want to go live <laughs> to my really no audience switching it up <laughs> so uh anyway we're not we're not doing that but that's probably for the best um i think i would like to begin by going back four years yes let's revisit in a way it's kind of crazy we've been doing the podcast for that long although i think actually we've been doing it for about five years now. that is crazy yeah we it was pretty early on and we were like, oh, cool. We're going to like have one on for when Hillary gets in. This is crazy. The And this was back before we were committed to only talking about, not only, but like more more commonly talking about new TV pilots. Right. We were working our way through this list of like the great TV pilots ever. Um, although I guess The Crown was on that list or we decided that The Crown was hot because the two shows we talked about that night were Fresh Prince and The Crown. Right. We titled that episode Fresh Crown because it was also election night. And I remember you came over to my apartment and you're like, so this isn't looking very good. And I was like, bah, don't worry about it. <sighs> then I went to bed and uh, woke up different. Right. Forever um, changed. And now it's four years later and I don't think we know from optimism anymore. And uh, we're, we're watching these results pour in, but we're probably not going to have a definitive uh, result tonight. By the time this podcast is out, maybe people will know. Right. Maybe. Yeah. I, uh, I, and even then, I, I think they're still going to be counting some states like into tomorrow and stuff. Although I was listening to some promising, um, podcasts today, promising podcasts in the way that they were saying that Biden might end up being right president. And he's got many routes that he could take to get that. <laughs> Whereas, like, Trump, if he doesn't win Pennsylvania, it's almost like a, a nail in the coffin. Yes. So, yeah, let's hope that Biden wins uh, Pennsylvania, among others. Yeah, and I don't, I don't know very many of the states that are, are they called swing states when they could go in either direction? I think so. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. What uh, Becky just sent me something. Uh, oh, I don't know. Just election stuff. How do you feel? How, how do you feel about this? Are you optimistic? Is that is it a curse to answer that question? Um, I maybe maybe it is a curse. Maybe I shouldn't answer. Yeah. Um. But I'll, I was telling you how I wanted to bet on Trump just to use that as a payment right? to get Biden in. It's and like, if it's not, like then I win. A, like and paying it's like, well, a presidential cover fee for the guy you actually want, but at least there's a small consolation of winning money if the wrong guy wins. It's almost like betting against your own team. Like, hey, which least, is wrong, it's which is wrong. Like, yeah. I, I've never done that with my own team, but I kind of feel like this isn't really my team. It's another country's team. I don't know. Becky's been saying that tonight because I was in a funk and she's like, you got to remember, this is not our country. And I can't I just can't uh, rationalize that. I get it. I, I know it's technically true, but it's a couple of things. I think that they right or wrong are the culture that sets the tone. That is a, a very fair point. And we've seen it. Uh, on on the level of federal politics in Canada now at this point, we've seen that, you know, it, if that's how they decide you can behave, mm-hmm. we're going to start behaving that way. Right. And then just on a more fundamental level, it's constantly in our faces. And I really, I may never get to go back to being so blissfully naive as I was during Obama and before. Right. But I like to imagine that I could if there was a boring president again. Right. At least you people weren't as worried about the world then. Right. Or people's rights or like death. Right. You know? Yeah. All those things became very big in the last year. Are you scared of death? No. No? No. <laughs> Not from this. <laughs> no, I just mean in general. Oh, oh, scared of death? Yeah. Uh, 
Oh yeah. Sometimes I like scared. to f- like to force a deep conversation I, immediately. I thought you said, "Are you scared to death?" No, <laughs> I was like, "No, <laughs> you're not scared to death." I am scared to death. I'm not scared of death because of the presidential election. In general, I'm scared of death because I'm a human. Right. Yeah. That makes sense. I'm scared of death. Yeah. I'm not scared to death. Right. In the moment. Are you scared of COVID? Because COVID's climbing back up in Nova Scotia. We're at now at we have 15 active cases. Did we get any more today? 16. We had one today. I had one today. Yeah. This is Tuesday. Now that there was a live uh, or a um an outbreak at a gym in a densely populated area of Halifax. That is a concern for me. That and a corn maze, apparently a local (laughs) corn maze had a potential exposure. So yeah, that was a, um, uh, a corn maze. I think it was someone who was like working security detail there tested positive for COVID. Okay. I also went to a construction site the other day and a gentleman had a hanky that he was coughing into relentlessly Oh. And wanted to uh, shake my hand at the end. And I was like, hey, guy, see you later. You're having people extend to shake your hand? Yes, it's happened a couple times. Actually, there was an old man at the golf course. And Just like, reflexively, maybe they're not thinking? Yeah, yeah, I think that's definitely part of it. Yeah. Um, but uh, I had an old guy at the golf course in the middle of the summer. He was like 90. And he reached out at the end of the game and he like, shh, like, reached his hand out and i couldn't be like and even his grandson who's like 15 said no grab like we're not supposed to and okay i in the moment it, it all happened within like three it, seconds you just did yeah i just did it and then i walked away and i was like i think i just killed a guy maybe you did <laughs> i don't think i did because i didn't have covid to my knowledge you know it's a strange concept um when uh you're out in public and you have your mask on and you have to sneeze or cough. And right. I mean, obviously you don't want to have to cough too extensively, but I think like a certain degree of throat clearing or gentle sneezing is not looked upon too dubiously, mm-hmm. but just like a talk of droplets, yeah. this idea where you have this reflex where you want to cover your mouth, but your mouth is covered. It's ridiculous to like put your, your elbow over. Although I guess, you know, there could be a little spray through the three layers of your mask. Yep. It's true. I, I think I would still go for the, the trough cough okay you know like the arm bend over trough the face cough. in front of the mask but into your mask which you then have to keep wearing on your face yeah i think that's the point of the mask sure it is you but gotta it just... live in your filth bud you totally. dirty little pig no you're not hearing me i get it <laughs> oh okay but it's horrible to know that yeah that's true you know and really you're doing that anytime you cover your mouth <laughs> you're kind of you're kind of and like even with your hand you're, then it's on your hand and your face it's not ideal no it's I think even the mask experts would say if you can avoid coughing the cough or the sneeze do it <laughs> I know how you kids love to cough but if you could just really <laughs> listen if you could take a night off yeah it'd be great for society so we decided we wanted to do a podcast on election night again mm-hmm. if only because of mojo for some kind of symbolic uh changing of the guard potentially we have you know always carried this mantra of mm-hmm. never trust will smith which was actually born before mm-hmm. we did uh, fresh prince on <laughs> really solidified the never trust will smith that's uh, right uh idea it would be nice if we could trust will smith again oh do you think this is what's sw- like this is the swing podcast in general it changes the election it changes our our overall I would take love, of what I would Will Smith love said. to say that because I think we've said all there is to say about not trusting Will Smith. <laughs> I think we did that a hundred <laughs> episodes ago. Tired with the bit. <laughs> well, except for that, we tried to retire the bit and then we kept coming back it to it. Always comes back. Yeah. Something comes back. Ultimately, in my heart, I don't trust Will Smith. Right. But he could earn some points with me tonight. Yep. Yeah. Definitely. Has he been on record about the president at all? I think so. I think he's good politically. Yeah. I think about this really anyway. this is pretty easy. There have been like a few celebrity endorsements that have like really let down the red voters a couple of times. Like it's so funny to me when people are surprised that Bruce Springsteen is right. Is like is a, a, dem- is a Democrat. Is a Democrat. Like these are the people who think born in the USA is like an anthem of, of rah-rah patriotism. Well, a big one in the last week that upset a lot of Canadians was Bobby Orr. Yeah. My dad was pretty disappointed that, in Bobby Orr. It, that one's very sad. Yeah, it is. But doesn't he have a history of being like an old curmudgeon? I mean, yeah probably he definitely doesn't have a history of being like the nicest man in the world i don't think right just from even talking to people that have met him it's kind of like he's kind of a dickhead another one and i said uh, this is another athlete who's lauded in my family and probably yours um you'd never know because he's too private but i suspect tigers voting for trump yeah i think so probably do uh jack nicholas uh what about uh your guy who's the football guy 
Tom Brady? Yeah, he might be. Yeah, but I don't think he's ever come out about it. No, I don't think so. Which I give him points for. <laughs> he knows. He knows. Uh, he, can re- <laughs> he can at least read a room. Yeah, he's, <laughs> he at least understands that publicly. That's not a very cool move. All right, fair enough. Um, the Lincoln Project has put out a couple of videos this week, and they've they've selected like real men's men. So this is like Republican, like like institutional Republicans who are anti-Trump have created this this uh, like get out the vote uh, initiative called the Lincoln Project, okay. um, which they want to launch as like a full media company, I guess, post-election. Anyway, so they're very pro-Biden because, you know, they're pro-democracy. Right. And so they have hired some of the most like traditionally masculine actors and movie stars and icons okay. to be like the spokespeople for, for their initiative. And so um, they had one which was Martin Sheen this week and like Martin Sheen okay. has a kind of like presidential quality to him sure. because of the West Wing. Um, Harrison Ford did one. Okay. Um, Sam, who's the big mustache guy? White Sam mustache. Elliott. Sam Elliott did one. And these are like, like I'm, I'm not swayed by, by machismo right. traditionally, but I watch these videos knowing that there's like a complication to the Republican nature of the Lincoln project. And I'm like, ah, I'm buying this. Whatever I'm in. Sam Elliott knows. Yeah. You son of a bitch. I'm in. <laughs> so we'll see. We'll see. Uh, I, um, yeah, I gotta say I'm a little, I'm finding the celebrities telling people to go out and vote a little more, not problematic, but just like, it has less of an effect i think i don't know i think to an extent it can have an effect i think i think taylor swift telling her fans they should vote at all that's true gets people to vote for the first time that's that you're right you're right that's a good point i think it's activating a base that was otherwise untouched i think though god bless him mike birbiglia probably hasn't like pushed a whole lot of comedy fans to vote for the first time no is he trying to get people oh yeah to vote hardcore? hardcore but but i also respect that yeah i think that's fine sure um i also can see how it's considered grating and annoying i don't know well in that vein speaking of saturday night live mm. this past saturday yeah. uh John Mulaney kind of taking that, you know, like, it doesn't really matter who you vote for. You're going to get an old man regardless. I promise you, not a lot's going to change. It's going to be an old white man. I like the idea of, so there's an old, there's an elderly man contest on Tuesday. I think right. that's a funny way to frame it. Um, and yeah, he has this whole bit about how most of your everyday life won't change. There'll still be like an awkward kid at the sleepover who has to be driven home at 2 a.m. because right. she feels alienated like that was very funny yeah but like a lot of people yeah i took i took a little bit of issue just with the again reading the room just the timing of it honestly like any other month out of the four-year cycle Mm -hmm. it would be fine to say that because cynicism is kind of what he does well even even the month after it happened yeah oh definitely yeah like you're fine then yeah exactly um and I get what he's saying in premise. For the most part, your day-to-day won't be that different. But mm. it does represent so much more. And it's just not... I don't know that it's entirely responsible to be discouraging any amount of voting. Not that I think that's happening either. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I can't see that many people that were like, I might vote. Oh, John Mulaney thinks it's not really that cool, so now I'm not going to do it. But you know what? He did not have as much opportunity to work out that that comedy sketch. Like, like maybe if he... Because you think traditionally when these stand-ups do an SNL monologue, they work it out a little bit first, right? Mm-hmm. Maybe somebody else would have a little input on it. They hear it once and they go, you know what? I think this would work better. Are you a little concerned about what people might say about that? Um, not that I think that he would take anybody's, um, <laughs> unless it's Lorne Michaels. But all I'm trying to say is like comedy clubs are closed. And so right. all sure, the right. all these stand-ups are hosting SNL mm-hmm. and they, they it is like an inordinate number of standups are hosting SNL right now um, without having done any standup for the last seven months. Do you think that's one of the reasons why? Or do you think it's like, we just need someone who's going to be kind of polished, someone who, you know, can deliver the monologue. Or maybe it's like, you know, our cast isn't that strong. We want someone doing like killing a monologue. I think the cast is pretty strong. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it's... Um, I thought this week's episode was maybe the best episode yet. I thought Adele's was good. Adele's is, yeah, you're right. And Adele's she's is very good. And she's just so charming. Like she's mm-hmm. just a very like likable energy. I think they're having trouble getting movie stars because movie stars don't have movies coming out. Right. Not that it isn't an honor to host SNL at any time. I think it's been an okay season so far. 
some of the people who you really count on to be hilarious are are maybe just lukewarm. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Jim Carrey's okay. I this guess, this guess was some, probably his best yeah. episode yet. I think the impression is good. Yeah. I just don't know exactly where some of the energy comes from. I right. guess it's just Jim Carrey. Yeah. But that's what a caricature is. And it's Chappelle this weekend, which is notable and surely not accidental. No. Because he hosted the first show after the last election. Yes. And hopefully he's not delivering the same monologue. <laughs> I don't think he will. <laughs> he wouldn't regardless. He wouldn't regardless because his whole thing that actually made some news was like, well, I'm going to give him a chance. Right. And he has since said that, well, he, that was he like, blew it. I don't think he would say that again. No. No. <laughs> his chance is gone. Yeah. Sean Connery died. Does that mean anything to you? Did you hear what Sean Connery said about slapping women? Oh, boy. And he how he thought it was like pretty okay, actually. <laughs> he's like... Oh, my God. He's like, you know what? Yeah, I, I saw like a People article that was like, people bringing up... Uh, uh, Sean Connery and his history of uh, talking about hitting women. And it was like, now listen, I certainly don't think it's the first thing that you do, but if a woman's being unreasonable, which she might very well be because they can be so crazy, <laughs> eventually, you know, she's asking for it. Like, and he literally, he was, he over like three decades was given... From like 65 to like uh, early 90s was given multiple chances to defend that comment. (laughs) Or to like come around on it to like maybe change his views. And fucking leaned in every time. Good God. Yeah. First of all, flawless Sean Connery impression you've done. Thank you. You know what? I I decided to not lean into that one. Right. Well, that's disappointing because here I was ready to be like, well, I mean, one of the all time great movie stars ever. Sure. Set a tone. Never mind. I know, but like really how how connected with Sean Connery are we beyond like Last Crusade and uh you know, maybe watching old 007 movies. But even not even then. The Rock. Like not even then. And I love like an 80s blockbuster. Yeah. But I actually am not that connected to Indiana Jones. Nah. And I tried to watch might have been Thunderball last year. <laughs> The old it was 007 brutal. movies are not a great watch. No, it didn't hold up at all. They're, Maybe there are some moments. They're kind of a good watch in spite of themselves, but... I guess so. Yeah, this was like when uh, No Time to Die was actually still on the horizon. Mm-hmm. And so we watched a bunch of James Bond movies. Right. We watched all the Daniel Craig ones. Uh, and we tried to watch a retro one. And we turned it off almost yeah. right away. First of all, he doesn't appear... The character of James Bond doesn't appear for the first 20 minutes of the movie. Really? Yeah, it was shocking. That is a he did bizarre a, choice. The actor appeared because a guy was like dressed up as James Bond in right. one scene. And then you realize it's not James Bond. And then it's another 20 minutes before the real James Bond comes along. And Thunderball's not like one of the first. So they were like taking a risk. No. And it might not have been Thunderball either. But uh, anyway, I, yeah. I, I just, I don't know if they really hold up. Maybe I don't have the foundation. And so therefore, I guess I don't care about sean connery at all most of our our um affiliation to sean connery really comes from uh you know will ferrell in the jeopardy yeah skits. celebrity jeopardy yeah yeah that's probably true you think you're funny don't you Trebek? but he was 90 he was 90 he's uh, roger moore is dead right i don't know roger moore died a few years ago yeah okay well that was the big uh the big celebrity death did mm-hmm. you watch the new mandalorian I did. Yeah. What did yeah. you think of it? I meant to ask you. I don't want to spoil too much for anybody who hasn't listened, although I don't know, I don't know why they wouldn't have. Mm-hmm. I thought it was amazing. It was very good. Yeah. Ross and I just did like a whole podcast, uh, like deeply dissecting it, but I think it's probably the best one they've done. Were you... So were you, cinematic. Were you kind of thinking like, oh, are we going to see like a young Obi-Wan or like a... Is there going to be Well, any- Obi-Wan's gone. This is post-Return of the Jedi. Oh, right. Okay. Right. So no, post and, Return of the Jedi. And again, we have broken this thing down so much that like Ross has made every astute prediction that you could. They would really have to be in left field for them to totally blindside us. Right. So we knew who was going to turn up. Gotcha. If not at the end, we knew he was coming along at some point. Right. Uh, this season. And we knew Oliphant was going to be in the show. Yeah. We had reason to believe he was probably going to wear that armor. Yeah. But how cool is that guy? So like, wait, you knew that Oliphant was coming up at some point in the season? Or Obi-Wan? 
Oliphant. Timothy Oliphant. Oliphant. Okay. No Obi Wan. No Obi Obi Wan no. is not showing up. No, he's gonna get his own show. Okay. Yeah. Fair. Uh yeah, Timothy Oliphant, perfect character for the Mandalorian. Oh, so cool. There's no doubt, even when he was speaking with uh with the with, the, Mando. with the Mando hat yeah. on, the Mando mm. helmet. Jen was like, oh my God, it kind of sounds like, because she's not a Timothy Oliphant fan, which I don't understand at all. We've talked about like, this. Jen, you found him that's funny our boy looking. Oliphant. She found him funny looking or something, and you're like, well, I'm attracted to Timothy Oliphant. Right. Yeah. I was like, this is the most insane thing you could ever say. <laughs> right. Thank you for bringing me back. Well, that's what Ross and I were saying too. We, we said like the highest compliment we can give on the Star Wars podcast is he's Harrison Ford cool. Totally. He has like a coolness about him that's just like ineffable. Yeah. So strange. Yeah, I think so too. Um. Any uh, any other predictions for the Mandalorian? <laughs> um. Well, no, actually. Now that I think about it, I don't really know where they're gonna go. I'm excited though. That was a that dragon was unbelievable. That was really cool. Unbelievable sand monster kind of thing. I was just excited to see more Tatooine because they haven't done a whole lot yeah, of that. I loved hanging with the Tusken Raiders. Who knew that they could be so diplomatic? <laughs> exactly. And uh, I who knew that Mando spoke. Uh, Turkish Raider. That's a little bit uh, convenient, isn't it? That like, <laughs> it's a little bit Hermione Granger of him to just be like, "Oh well, I know what to do." I looked at Jen. We watched it on Halloween. I looked at Jen at one point, and I just kind of said, "Like, ah, uh, listening to this is kind of making me feel sick." Oh, really? Just the like, ugh, ugh. <laughs> <laughs> like that's how they were speaking. How was Halloween? Did you get any trick or treaters? Yeah, we got like thirty-five kind of thing. Oh, geez, that's tons. Yeah, we had and and like in in groups and stuff. Yep. Um, Jen had like fifty bags pre-made up, and she was kind of manning Cute. the whole like you know had the mask on and everything. We used tongs. Doctor Strang said use barbecue tongs. Oh right, yeah. No, she was just she had the sanitizer right there, that's so good. she was like wiping stuff down and making sure we had eleven, but that's still the most we've ever had. I was shocked that we had like an actual really? steady stream of kids. Yeah. Huh. It's. I think it's. Our street, it's a long, flat street. You can, like, keep going for a a good portion. And there's a lot of kids on the street anyway. Yeah. So. It is flat. That is ideal for trick-or-treating. Flat until, like, the very end where it's a straight-up hill. Right. When you were a kid. I actually almost didn't get up it today. Oh, no kidding. Yeah. First snowstorm. Yeah, we had a crazy snowstorm that nobody really saw coming today. It was, right. It was very upsetting. Um, when you were a kid, do you remember trick-or-treating and just the streets being... A Packed. circus with kids? Crazy. I don't think that happens anywhere anymore. I wonder if we're also overblowing that a little bit. Maybe. Or did baby boomers just have like so many kids? I just know like in the movies when it's Halloween, yeah. there's kids everywhere. Right. And I remember it looking correct. Yeah. I remember thinking like, yeah, that's what Halloween looks like. I think so too. Yeah, I'm not sure. I also think my mind might have just like blown that up a little bit. Maybe. Maybe in that's so. In any case. Um... Also, uh, uh, did my 30K on Saturday. Oh, buddy. I was so proud of you. Thank you. That's, that's an unbelievable accomplishment. And I would be lying if I if I said that I didn't have some reservations about your... My full marathon. Your full marathon. Just because like... Dream. But but you know what? like, And not, not to diminish your commitment at all, but you do seem to have a knack for running. You seem to have a talent for long distance running. Thank you. I take that as a compliment. You you should. I, I don't I don't mean to to reduce the because there are some people who can just like Forrest Gump it, get up and do it. Right. But you don't seem to be suffering at all. Well, the thing was, I actually uh, didn't do myself any favors before that run. It was the day after Halloween, and I drank a full bottle of wine and some bonus drinks. Yeah. So like, I wasn't feeling like you know tip top, and I wasn't super hydrated. Mm. I just ate an omelet and had a a cup of coffee and went out and did it you're able to turn your brain off for all that time because that's that's a long run it's you, you almost have to zone out if you're going to run for that yeah you, distance. you do and and it's also like you know you're listening to something too and hopefully it's something with like a beat and then it's just kind of like you know i can't listen to music when i run really no because my 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 body wants to breathe to the beat of the music okay and then suddenly i see spots and i want to pass out because okay. i'm not i'm not breathing properly <laughs> No, I find it gets gets to a point where after like 10 or 11 kilometers, I'm just kind of like cruising. Mm. It's like, oh, this is actually kind of nice. I do now go in and out of those. There are like if I run a long distance and I've never run 30, but um, I'll get to a couple of like I'll get to like seven or eight and suddenly it's like, oh, I could 
keep doing this forever. Right. I, w- I would never get tired now. I've, I've burst through the tired. No. And the tired does come back. After after like 22 this time, mm. it was like, I can't believe that I still need to run mm. this much further. But I'm al- also so far yep. that it's like, and it felt that way at the beginning because the first three kilometers weren't great. I started my app late. Yeah. <laughs> I like paused it accidentally another time for probably a kilometer. So I did more than 30 kilometers. What you just said, um, actually, that's a great motivator for me when I am in the middle of a run that I'm actually not feeling, is just this idea that if I give up and walk, yeah, it'll take longer to get home. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. That's why, I think that's why treadmills are so bad for, like, it's not. Yeah, I would quit on a treadmill. I would decide in one second. I'd, I'd be like, I'm not feeling this. And two seconds Dude, later, I would be still. First kilometer. You're yeah. If you're trying to do on a treadmill what you do outside like if if i have first kilometer speed on a treadmill mm-hmm. i'm like i can't believe i'm i, I would ever do this outside i can do a different. track though yeah and i think it's because of the the bounce of it like right. it's easier to run on a track and yeah. so suddenly you feel really accomplished it's like you're reading a novel with short chapters you're like right. oh i can do another one of those yeah right yeah i uh and that's why i want to do this route which is the actual blue nose route yeah because there's so much change through yeah. the whole thing that it's like you know at least there's a, a variety mm. while while you're going not it's not just like my friend suggested oh just like you know run from your place down to Shearwater to the salt marsh trail back to your place and yeah. i was like ah i don't think i could go on like such a like being on pleasant street for that long i can't would even drive me crazy i can't even run in the woods for that long like sometimes we'll run on a trail yeah. And I'll get the spins. I'll just be I've I've just like seen so many trees. I need to look at different things. Yeah. 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 yeah, it's it's strange. So that's this weekend. It's this weekend I'm adding 12.2k. It'll be the longest run I've ever done. It already has been. I it, yeah. me, and me too by the way. I'm doing the 15 this weekend. I've I've run 14. I yeah. think I think they sent us the wrong training schedule cuz they're like you're doing the 15. Oh, they give you a training schedule. Yeah, you get a training schedule, but I think they gave me the wrong i think they gave me the half marathon training schedule because there's like one week where you have to run 16 and one where you have to run 18 to train for your 15k and that doesn't make sense to me right yeah that seems like it might be a bit much it well it would completely neuter the accomplishment of running your 15k i think so too but if you're doing it for time then that like i don't know are you doing it for time no god no good lord <laughs> no i'm just trying to get that distance it's like everyone keeps being like what's your goal i'm like my goal is to finish the to 42 finish a kilometers. marathon what are you doing on saturday good <laughs> lord <laughs> how well okay but just out of curiosity how long is your average kilometer when you run that great of a distance because i get up in the sevens so my average kilometer by the time i finished 30 was uh 533 good lord yeah you have a talent for running but that was like well and i've been running a lot too yeah i know and i do listen to music and it doesn't bother me so i can like kind of like when i when the right song comes on even i'll be like i'll pick up the pace a little bit right now i'll have a yeah what you're describing is is my downfall i can't have the music predict or determine my my pace right or i'll die because you're breathing yeah Seriously, if the beat is like boop, 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 I'll start going. <laughs> no. Yeah, and then I get hit by a car. Because <laughs> you're in the middle of the road. Yeah. Call it, what are you doing? Because there? I lost my balance <laughs> because I got dizzy. Stumbled out because breathing too hard I, to listening to music. Yeah. Wow. Suddenly it's that artist's fault. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Thanks a lot, Bruce Springsteen. Did you know that Tatiana Maslany is actually not cast as She-Hulk? Remember like a month yeah. ago, we were like, she's She-Hulk. Yeah, she she's not. She came out and she's like, that was a rumor. I it got really like carried away, but that's not the case. <laughs> she's like, I'm not She-Hulk. So it's not happening. Is She-Hulk a thing at all? I don't think so. Oh, okay. I don't know. Um, I did find that surprising. Did you know that... Uh, Okay, so I guess at some point we're going to have to do the Justice League on the show show because it's technically a TV series now. Okay. So uh, Zack Snyder broke... The the Snyder Cut is a TV series instead of a movie. Right. The Snyder Cut is coming out as a four-episode HBO show. And so they have new content to beef it up, and they're bringing the Joker back, which is... I mean, we almost made it through this whole year without Joker. Right. Uh, and it's it's indeed going to be Jared, Jared Leto's. Leto. We're going back to Leto's Joker. So it's this, the Snyder Cut Suicide Squad broken down into four parts. Is that right? But not the Suicide Squad. It's just it, like they're lengthening the 
the uh, the Snyder cut of the uh, the, the Justice, Justice League movie. Oh, okay, okay. So they found a place to put Joker in the story. Gotcha. I guess. I After some... another Joker won an Academy Award <laughs> for being very good in February. Yeah, Jared Leto doesn't care. No, nobody liked that. Yeah. Um, I saw something online that it was the Suicide Squad, or, or maybe there was like hang a... on a second, hang on a second. We just shot up in a lot of electoral votes, and suddenly. Uh, eighty-five, fifty-five, Biden. Yeah, you're right. Eighty-five, fifty-five, Biden. That happened all in like it, we just went up like like forty points all at once. The race is to two seventy. It looks like Senate is is uh, mainly um, mainly Democratic at this point. Good, I guess. <laughs> also, it should be noted that we're Canadian and we have very little understanding of American politics. Well. Sweets more so than I. No, 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 no. Don't put that on me. I don't know what I'm talking about. But uh, yeah, I I don't know. I think I want to get into it this year because like, I think I actually want to sit down and have it be like a Super Bowl kind of thing. Well, like stay up say, late tonight. Suddenly I show you the dashboard and you're like, that looks like ESPN. I can yeah. do this. <laughs> and I'm it like, does. Are any of these guys available on fantasy right now? <laughs> oh, I bet for sure there's Vegas odds tonight. You could definitely put like. Oh, there are. Well, what are they? You You didn't actually do it. So I didn't actually do it, no. But um, if you put like a hundred dollars down, so uh, on a decimal basis, like Trump would pay out two point five. So if you put a hundred dollars down on Trump, it, the payout would be two fifty. Yeah. So you'd make one hundred and fifty dollars if he ended up getting. What's it. the payout on Biden then? Less. Yeah, less. He's like he's like one point six. Okay. So, so if I put a hundred dollars, you make like sixty bucks over yeah, your hundred. Okay. That's right. So uh, didn't do that, which I'm kind of happy about. Um, Although we won a big pro line a couple weeks ago, me and my friend, and I was like, we should do this. Like, we should put it down. It'll be a payment to get Trump out, or we'll make money. So, how much did you win a couple weeks ago? Uh, 350 bucks. Good for you. Yeah. That's great. That was a good one. So, the big strategy now, not to get too into the gambling weeds right now, but we pick six games. Mm -hmm. We uh, combo them to three, four, and five. Okay. So that means if any of the three games win, we win something. If any of the four games win, it give, it pays out what the three and the four games would pay. And if the five games win, it pays out what the three, four, and five win. And then if the six win, it's like the ultimate bonus. So when you buy it, it says like you could win seventeen hundred and fifty bucks. So w- that particular week, we were hoping for the Bears to be within six points or win to pay out $1,250. So we didn't oh. win that. So we only won the three, which is still fine. Still good. Um, but we were, yeah, we were really hoping that would be our, I hope to never gamble so much that I understand what you just said. <laughs> I mean, why I won like 60 bucks betting on the Oscars this year. Mm-hmm. And it was such a headache getting my money. Oh yeah. Okay. But you gotta, you gotta know the right, the right places to put the money, baby. <laughs> Well, I thought one of the right places was Brad Pitt. If you and want I, that. And, I, and I was right. <laughs> if you want that action, baby, you got to know where to put it. It's a pro pit podcast. It always has been. Absolutely. Quibby folded. That happened since our last pod. Yikes, man. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not actually really upset what about it. What were the Vegas all. odds on that, for goodness sake? <laughs> they were a heavy favorite yeah. to be the first streaming service to close. Didn't pay out too much. No, I mean, it was such a kind of radical idea. Good on it them was. for trying it, but really, it should have been like an offshoot of Peacock or something. That's probably true. Like just shorts. Or it should have been like Instagram who did it. Or yeah. like, or like I don't know, TikTok or something. There should have been a familiar platform for it already. Right. Yeah, exactly. Because then if, you, if you're scrolling through tiktok and you're like hey have you seen this tiktok episode and you're like what's a tiktok episode it's like i don't know but we're all on tiktok and here it is and, and you happen to be scrolling through a week later and you're like oh sweet the new episode of that thing i watched last week right i think that's how they hook people yeah yeah you're right i don't think it's hey we're gonna try to convince everyone to get on this new thing out of nowhere well i mean it, right up until the day they folded and beyond people were like so wait what was quibby yeah wait it was only 10 minute episodes quick bits right that's what it was short for Oh really? Yeah, I think it was quick bits. I mean, it's a that's really not hard to say. I'm I'm certain that that people involved with Quibi will still go on to be very successful. That's nice of you. They just they just need. You don't think this is going to be a pall on the careers of the Quibi people? Oh uh, no, I don't think so. Okay, 
I'm interested to see where where it goes from here for those guys. <laughs> my, watch watch my, Vegas. My guys at Quibi. <laughs> <laughs> this is interesting. I want to see this movie. You remember when the trailer came out for yesterday and everyone was like, hey, a new premise for a movie. Right. So there's a new Beatles-based movie okay. that has a cool premise. And it stars Ethan and Maya Hawke as father-daughter, which is cool. Okay. The premise is, takes place in the 60s, this like family that lives in Iceland. Mm-hmm. They hear that the Beatles have had to make an emergency stop in this town that they live in, in Iceland. Okay. And so this teenage girl, played by Maya Hawke, has made it her like determined mission of the weekend to lose her virginity to George Harrison. To George Harrison. Yeah. Nice. Which I love as a premise. That's, it's a little that, weird that a father-daughter are making this movie together. It sounds like a sex comedy. It is weird, but tasteful Beatle choice. I know. Really, like, okay, I like your taste. Yeah. Yeah. Um. And I, I want to see it. Immediately when you say that, I'm in. I like Maya Hawke. The George Harrison Meridor. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> if she was going after Ringo, forget about yeah, it. Yeah, right. Yeah. That's Marge Simpson. I got to see this girl. Marge Simpson has a, a Ringo Starr She thing? She painted many portraits of Ringo Starr. She was obsessed with Ringo Starr. I'm not familiar with that. I'm into it, though. Anyway, it reminded me of this this story that I've been... Whenever there's like some story in the news that involves a famous person mm-hmm. that happens to be an artist we play on our radio station... I get so excited to have a reason to talk about this thing on the sure. radio. And then that artist won't come up in my show for weeks on end. And so we do play a One Direction song, the song Story of My Life, on the radio once in a blue moon. And I've been waiting, like on bated breath, to to tell this story about how... Uh, apparently, there's this uh, Harry Styles fan who... Harry Styles was like driving along and he had car trouble. And he just like knocks on the door of this house. Yeah. And like he like hangs out in her house for a while because he had car trouble. Okay. And I just I was thinking like that's a really funny premise for a movie. In fact, it's even funnier if Harry Styles plays himself and it's Harry Styles. Right. Like I want to see that romantic comedy. Yeah. But there is going to be one, and it's going to be set in the '60s by the sounds of things. Interesting. Although here, uh, George Harrison is a grown man and she's a teenage girl, so I, I'm guessing she's going to learn that she has some growing up to do or something. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, otherwise it's going to be a real creepy movie. Yeah, but they have to cast a George Harrison, right? There has to be some kind of interaction where he's like, listen, kid, you seem like a nice kid. Let me learn you something. Yeah. You know how George Harrison talks? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Let me level with you here, kid. <laughs> hey, kid, I know this is your town. You got a lot of growing up to do. <laughs> hey. <laughs> he's fonding. <laughs> the only other thing I wanted to talk about, this is a week old now, except nobody will talk about this with me, uh, is... Kanye West, uh, who's a presidential candidate tonight, by the way. Yes. No electoral votes as far as I've seen. Yeah, he's not on the screen yet. No. But we're waiting for that <laughs> that big turnaround. Come in clutch with the Cinderella yeah. vote. Um, did you see what he got his wife, Kim Kardashian, for her birthday? Uh, yeah, it was like a hologram of herself or himself? No, no. It was a hologram though, right? Yep. Okay, yep. so I'm right on the hologram. So a lot, has been, has, a lot has been made about Kim's birthday on the private island. Which oh. a lot of people found very yes, vulgar. Okay. I'm, I'm fully aware of it now, I think. Very vulgar, very irresponsible during this uh, sensitive time. And she said something like, it's just so good to like feel normal yeah. and have like a bunch of friends get away to this private island. And totally, was like, totally wow, normal. So tone deaf. I was on my own private island when I read that on Twitter and I was like, I agree. Yeah. It's normal. <laughs> it's perfect. So Kanye got Kim... A Robert Kardashian hologram for her birthday. Oh, that is so upsetting. I had no idea. It's so weird, dude. I watched the video and it's it's even weirder because of how well made it is. <laughs> it's so convincing. Like imagine your dad died when you were like 19 or whatever. Yeah. And so you have lots of memories of your dad. Right. Who was like by all means, considered like a pretty respectable lawyer, like before the time when your family was like, I mean, I guess they still have lots of of fans and everything, but like definitely you just remember your dad fondly. Yeah. And then your crazy husband pays someone millions of dollars to remake your dad, telling you he's proud of you. And you've made, you've become such a strong, like, so he's saying stuff that like was was not pre-recorded. no, it's all new. It's like oh, it's like that is so upsetting. It's like Kimberly, I'm so proud of who you've become. Your your children, then he names all the kids. And he's like, 
He's like you're, Kanye. You're a wonderful. He says Kanye. He says you married a genius in Kanye oh, West. Oh You can tell God. that Kanye wrote the script. It's so cringy, but like, I think that she loved it. Yeah. And I guess it's incredibly thoughtful in a way. Right. But it's also horrifying. Well, people were talking about how it's so ridiculous that Kanye West is obviously going for the presidency, and and I think that she she has even said like, yeah, you know, like he needs help <laughs> like she's not even like yeah you know i support him in this endeavor it's kind of like yeah well i mean you know yeah it's he's he's not well did you listen to him on rogan i started to and Me was too. just like why am i listening to i this? couldn't do it yeah. I could, I, yeah you're right i listened to about eight minutes i did see a really funny tweet from him today though where it was like I was so happy to go to the polls today and get my vote out, and I finally voted for someone that I believed in myself. <laughs> That's a funny tweet. Yeah. I, I thought he might have left it a little more vague, like someone I actually believe in, dot, 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 but then he actually put the myself. I wonder if he... I mean, obviously, Kanye West is not a, like a very well person. He doesn't seem like a very at-peace person. Right. He is for sure a brilliant creative person. Mm-hmm. He is a good businessman somehow. Mm-hmm. Um, he has an intellect, but like he doesn't have any self-awareness. That's really his big downfall, right? Right. Does he know that he's not going to win? Like, Or is it just like a, a strategy? I think he's got to know he's not going to win. I think, right? I don't know. I think so. Like I, he has to know that. Part. But I don't know. He, but like his whole, the whole Kanye West thing is absurd delusion, which it also is for... A certain Donald Trump. Yes. Yeah, I think that's what made him think he could go for this whole thing in the first place because he's been to the White House a couple times and well, he's like, no, there's Donald a, Trump did There's it. a part of me that is a little surprised that the presidency didn't immediately become a celebrity contest. Right. And it might yet. Like, we talked about that. We talked about it pretty seriously, in fact. Like, well, what if either Oprah or The Rock was the Democratic candidate? Right. Like, that sounds insane, but also, Oprah being president is not that insane. It's really not that insane. Um, and if this is what it's come to, maybe lean into it and win more. Because Democrats don't win that much. Right. What do you mean by lean into it and, and win more? I, like, mean, like I, I mean... Oprah? For example. Right. I, I mean, forget this, like, integrity thing where we have to elect, like... Uh, old like oh, institutional yeah. like we'll just put up winners yeah well that's the that's what i'm saying yeah, it's yeah. like look if, if this has become a celebrity contest and your guy is a game show host okay we'll give you our best host right like may, sure if that's what the game is going to be we'll give you a better one and right. clearly people come out for the celebrity vote because of their charisma many of these politicians don't have the charisma did you get to the can't part- sink threes like obama <laughs> did you get to the part where uh he said he was talking to Oprah and Oprah said like, ah, oh, you don't want to become president. Yeah. Like you got to know like, you know, foreign affairs and all this stuff. And I like how he treated it like, no, I don't. <laughs> right. <laughs> like it was kind of just like, and I said like, God told me how I got to do this. <laughs> Did you hear him talking about um, Star Wars? No. But he's like, he, it, at first it was very wise. He's like, everyone's the star of their own story. And right. I was like, that's very nice. Um, but his example is like, for example, who created Star Wars? And Rogan waits a minute and he's like, George Lucas. And he goes, who's the main character of Star Wars? And he goes, Luke Skywalker. And he goes, notice any similarities? <laughs> and he's like, he made himself the main character because Luke and Lucas sound similar. Uh, it was like, he had he had this like, I, like, he thinks he struck gold with this comparison. Wow. Yeah. Wow, wow, wow. No, I did not hear that part. That is a lot. Anyway, don't get a birthday present from Kanye West. It's too much. Yeah, don't do that. It's way too much. Want to talk about shows? <laughs> At least not if your father is bad. <laughs> yeah, that's right. And you miss from him beyond dearly. the grave. That's what it is, though. Yeah. And it's clear. It looks exactly like him. Right. I don't know what it he felt, talked like. It felt like, like he, he was in the Disney Haunted Mansion. But just like all the different pieces that had to be a part of this project. Like he had to audition people who could do a good Robert <laughs> Kardashian. But also they like screen capped his face so it looked exactly like him. And right. he like talked. He like said all this personal stuff that Kanye clearly knows because he's married to her. But like and he wrote the script. So he made sure to mention he was a genius. genius. Yeah. 
You there, should watch it. It's shocking. I will. There, I, I'm kind of surprised it didn't become a bigger viral thing. I've seen it a little bit, but like everyone should know about the unbelievable Robert Kardashian. Well, in hologram. a slower news week, we would have. Mm. I, I just want to see like Kim be like, it's a like how much would you pay? I would have gotten away with it yeah. too. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> hey, we've never done a series finale on the show show before. No, that makes sense. We stick mainly to, plot, to uh, pilots. And uh, one time we diverted from that was uh, last Christmas when we talked about uh, Christmas episodes of the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. Yes. This is the third time on the show show we're breaking down Fresh Prince episodes. Proper thing. Yes. Because never trust Will Smith. <laughs> so this was our attempt right. to kind of say, oh, Biden's up in Texas. This was kind of our attempt to say Biden's up in Texas. Yeah. Um, that was that was always a possibility. Texas is bluer than you think it is. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, the, uh, the idea was while we did The Fresh Prince four years ago, mm-hmm. we thought we would do the end of The Fresh Prince again right. to symbolize the end of uh, a Trump administration. That's right. Let's not jinx this. Because Knock on wood. Nothing represents the Trump administration quite like the Fresh Prince of Bel Air. The Fresh Prince of Bel Air. <laughs> 90s NBC <laughs> television show. Hey, it is NBC. Yeah, that's true. You know what? There's some inroads there. What we want to say to the current president is, you home, smell you later. <laughs> that's right. All right. Okay. Well, um, do we want to, I guess we should recap these episodes, right? He's a guy. He's up no good. And he's making trouble in our neighborhood. <laughs> everyone's neighborhood. <laughs> everyone's neighborhood. <laughs> He got in one little fight. <laughs> no, just one. Right. All right. We got to we gotta get on with this. Okay. Why don't you recap the first episode of, of the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air for me? Of the two-parter yeah, finale. Yeah. That's tough, eh? I don't remember what happened in the first episode. But, okay. Uh, I remember. I'm good. Okay. You, uh, you recap that first episode in three, two, one, go. Okay. So the whole episode kind of centers around how everyone's moving on. Hillary's going to be moving out. Ashley's moving out with her. Uh, Carlton is going to... Uh, Princeton or Stanford? Princeton, Princeton. Right. Princeton, I yeah. think. Uh, much like his father, Uncle Phil. And uh, Will is stuck. He he's, he doesn't have a plan. He just wants to live in the pool house. Everyone's making fun of him. So he says, I got an apartment and I'm going to move out. But he doesn't actually have an apartment. So what's going to happen in the second of the two-parters? So the, this whole idea is that he's... Uh, yeah, he's lied about having an apartment, which he can't seem to get because he has no credit or references. Right. Um, because he's scared of, of them having to like worry about him going forward. Right. But he is about to be homeless. He's about to be homeless, yes. Right. Have you seen this before? It. Are you familiar with this episode? Yeah. I'm not. No? No. Yeah, you, you hadn't seen the finale at all. No. And I have a kind of a thing about sitcom finales, which we'll talk about more when we talk about part two. I'm very wistful when sitcoms get serious and they like make the rounds character to character and they're like, I'm really going to miss you. And then they flick the light switch and they're like, man, it's been good times. And then they walk away and the audience claps. Sure. Yeah. But I don't even think it was that serious of a finale. Like a lot of times it goes like way more, um, way more kind of uh, emotional. This time I thought it was pretty light. It was, but it was, it was warm. Yeah. And I also like the fact that they weren't tying stuff up super well. Like, like Will Smith doesn't have a plan. <laughs> his plan is to finish his last year of university. Okay, we're we just going to talk about like, both episodes at once. We probably should, right? Maybe we should. Do you, okay, do you want to recap the second episode? Okay, yeah, put me on the clock. We'll, t- we'll just talk about this all in one big, big clump here. Okay. Because they just kind of feed into... It's called I, done. I'm not sure. I, I done. Is that just the way he talks? Yeah, I have no idea I don't why. Know why it's called that. What? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, are you ready? Three, two, one. It's kind of more of the same. Uh, Will is doesn't have an apartment yet. He does kind of let Carlton in on the fact that he doesn't have an apartment yet. Carlton's been making lots of jokes about how he's going nowhere fast, but then he kind of like changes it up a little bit. Uh, cat gets out of the bag. Uh, Uncle Phil helps Will get an apartment. They kind of just like polish that up, and he's like, "Hey, look, you're my son. That's that's." That's what it is. And then everybody leaves. And, and Jeffrey, uh, is he, he stops being the butler, and he gets his first-class ticket back to London because he, um, he wants to go home. On top of his raise. Oh, that's right. Yeah. That's By the way, can I just really say honest. how vulgar it is that they have a butler? Yeah. It's yeah. preposterous. Well, I think that was kind of the funny part with the butler, how he's always so unhappy and like like talking shit about all of them, too. Yeah. 
I think that was like the the one part where it made them allowed to have a butler because he was like there's a lot of I never was like a big fan of the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air it there's a lot of like one joke characters mm-hmm. Carlton is that in spades I mean I guess totally. like we come to like him more but like Hillary is one joke and it's yes. a pretty tired joke yes that's true Viv has no character in this whatsoever <laughs> no she doesn't she's absolutely absent original Viv is a little stronger yeah but she's, she's a little more gone like, for ages yeah um Ashley's but there's only pretty... six seasons. Like, I think that was a switch halfway through. I guess, but only six seasons doesn't mean the same thing anymore. It was like 25 episode seasons. That's true. You're right. There's probably a lot of old Aunt Viv. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know what to say about this. Maybe I didn't think, I have all these notes, but I'm not really sure what to say. I, I, I think it's very cute. Oh, that's interesting. See, like, yeah. So I thought, I thought it was, it was funny that, you know, Will Smith didn't have like a, a, like production job in LA that he was moving into or like oh. you know like it was like what's he di- like he needs to find a, a pl- like they didn't polish that up at all that's that a, was kind of refreshing that's a good point usually there's a I have this fashion internship there's that, a bow on everything yeah. yeah that's a really good point so I thought that was great I, th- I kind of thought the fact that you know the the family was was separating it was almost like Will had he kind of had graduated to like listen, you don't need us anymore. Like, you know how you needed to live with us and stuff. Now you're all good. And the family's learned from you and we're all, all good. But he does still need to live with them. Like he can't get an apartment on his own. Yeah, it's true. What does he end up getting an apartment with someone? I think kind of missed that. No, they don't. They're not really tidy about it. They just kind of sweep it under the rug. He's, he basically comes clean to uncle Phil and he's like, I can't get an apartment. And then Phil's like, well, let's go get you an apartment. Right. And it's okay. Yeah. Yeah. That is a little bit too neat. I think it's, well, another thing that's way too neat is that at the end of the first part of this two parter, uncle Phil and aunt Viv are like, we're going to sell the house. And then, Five minutes later, the house is sold and they're moving out right. east, like, or out west or whatever. Like, it, it's, it's, they've lived in this mansion for how long and just, it, they can just take care of it like that. Yeah. Now they're just gone. Uh, Uncle Phil also doesn't look good for 50. He turns, it's his birthday. It's his 50th birthday. I wonder if that actually was his 50th birthday. James Avery was 51. Oh, really? Yeah. Whoa. As Nikki said, this is the oldest man on earth. <laughs> Um, okay, wait, what did you think about, um, uh, so you, you, you mentioned that you'd never seen the jazz throw. I said that when we talked about it at Christmas. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. So was he thrown out at Christmas? Did you just confuse tonight with Christmas? No. (laughs) When I said it last year? No, (laughs) but no, I just, I thought I remembered you saying you'd never seen the jazz throw. Yeah. Until last year. Until last year at Christmas. So that's a staple. Right. That's a staple. Right. Every time Jazz is in the house, he gets thrown out of the house. And Jazz is always sketchy. He's always kind of like, yeah. can't be trusted. Uh, Phil doesn't like him. That's right. But Phil oh, doesn't yeah. like many people. He doesn't like Will either. No. All right. He's in the Christmas episode. He's like selling boys to men bootlegs outside the, the Oh, the boys to the men church. episode. Yeah. Was Fresh Prince a show that had a lot of dumb stunt casting? Because in the finale, like there's the, the it kind of was like arnold from different strokes and donald trump was definitely in an episode oh i can see that yeah yeah and what was his point he was just like a famous rich guy yeah it was like they were oh was it in a christmas episode i don't think so i would remember that you might be thinking of home alone 2 no Lost no in new york I, I i know he was in an episode of uh of fresh prince and i think it was just like yeah he was in the neighborhood and what is the hillary rich. show because i remember the reference to the hillary show from four years ago right and we were like hey the hillary show right yeah and it, it was like it was like ricky lake or you know potentially like a like a so hillary is a talk of, show she's like a cable talk show host yes oh yeah that's kind of funny yeah it is funny yeah and she's like actually uh okay and she's been i think she'd been doing it for like the on the Almost the entire series. That's her character's thing. Yeah. I think she does do it for the whole series because we talked about the pilot four years ago tonight and there was a reference to the Hillary show. Oh, really? Even then? And there was again tonight. Yeah. Yeah. Well, for a while, Will had a job on the Hillary show. She offers him a job again? She's like, hey, you can come back to the Hillary show. You always have a job with me. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, in looking through season six, a lot of the good episodes were in season six. 
Another great, um, another great sitcom classic moment is in part one of the finale when Will pulls the "I have this friend" solicitation for advice. He goes to Jeffrey and he's like, "So I got this friend. <laughs> he's got three exactly, cousins. <laughs> it's exactly his problem." Yeah. By the way, I'm all over the map, but Jeffrey has a son. Yes, he's that was, living here. That was revealed in in an earlier episode too. He and the son tries to swindle him. Okay. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, he's like trying to pull a fast one on him, but also G's been kind of like an absentee father. But G has access to all of this like luxury and money because he works for the Bankses. That's right. And so that's why he was getting swindled. That's even, right. Even though he's a servant. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. I think it's a dumb show. Can I go on the record and say I think you can Fresh Prince is kind of bad? I also, won't. I won't back you on it. But do you think the quality is poor? Is that Netflix or is that like why does Fresh Prince look so much worse than Friends? Yeah, the quality the quality wasn't great. No, um, but I will say I was I was enjoying it and I actually had like a couple laughs. I was just like on the treadmill watching it, having having a good time. Yeah. And I was thinking like how much fun it would be to actually go to a live taping of the Fresh Prince and just yeah. watch like a young Will Smith, uh, you know, serve these lines like in front of like the old lady who was uh, uh, showing her apartment. Oh, yes. That was funny. Like his whole like weird kind of like, huh? so like. Uh, you got you, company? Yeah. You live with someone? Uh, that was all. Yeah. And I've heard people say that like being on a sitcom is just the best thing in the world. Cause you're just like in front of a, a whole audience the whole time. And it's like actually pretty energizing and you do it quickly and the hours are good. I've heard that too. Um, yeah. So like, I feel like that would be such a fun hour, or like two hours to just watch a live recording of the fresh Prince. I watched a really cool. Um, it's like a documentary. It's on YouTube. It's like the making of an episode of friends and it's all oh, done okay. in real time. And so it starts at like the beginning of the season. They're going to break the new season. Right. Uh, and it's after they've, they've, I, th- I guess it's like mid series. Cause they have the, the season finale where, uh, Ross and Rachel get married in Vegas and then they break for the season and they have to okay. come back and reveal that they've gotten married and right. they have to. And so it starts there. It starts with the writing process. Then they go into actually filming it and then all the post-production. And it is fascinating how one single episode of a sitcom gets made. Right. And there's a, there's a portion of it where they actually defer to the audience on stuff. They're like rewriting the episode while they shoot it. And so they have two punchlines for this. Like it's two Chandler punchlines and they're like, polling the audience on what they like better really and um whether or not they understand certain jokes or if they're too inside it's really cool and i gather that you know to sit for a 20 minute sitcom taping is like a five hour show yeah and that's kind of long but i think i'd be into it i would just find it fascinating totally yeah i i think i would enjoy that more than watching like a broadway show Depending on what yeah. the show was. If it was like one of your favorite shows. Similarly, I've always thought that I'd rather see the um, dress rehearsal of SNL for which they bring in a studio audience. I think I'd rather see that. For one, because the show is longer. Yeah. Because they have all the stuff that hasn't been cut yet. Right. And it's just going to be looser, I think. Yeah. That's interesting. That's a good point. <clears throat> yeah. Um, I don't know. I I was I was into it. I thought it was I thought it was a fun time. No, I I'm I'm being hard on it because it's Will Smith. I know. I actually, I'm I'm a sucker for sitcom finales. I always have been, and I, this was kind of like it's classic. I mean, it has a lot of cliches in it, but I think so to the it's Fresh Prince. So many cliches, and yeah. you know what I found so weird? Like I got I almost got a little choked up when Hillary said, "Can you take my bag?" To totally, <laughs> and and he paused and was like, "It would be my pleasure. It would be my honor." Yeah, I was like, yeah, yeah, I know. Because you could tell that they were both like super into it. That's what's really nice, I think. It's just knowing the context too, I think. There's usually a vibe of like familial joy right. in these sitcom sets. Right. Yeah. And I don't think anything was super quiet. Like I think people like, I think there was like sobbing in the audience for this finale. Oh, wow. Or possibly like off like screen right or whatever. Yeah, maybe you're right. I do give it my S. It was kind of sweet. Yeah, of course you do. But we don't know yet if we can trust Will Smith. We cannot until <laughs> Trump's out. Right. So we're looking at the numbers now. It's 85-61 Biden. But again, I don't know if that's like a basketball score or like, <laughs> and I don't know if. I, I mean, they could come back uh, in the fourth quarter easily. There's more than two minutes left. The fourth you, quarter you is get... days from now when the mail-ins are in, but yeah. that might not count. Right. Well, yeah, you're right. We're going to find out. 
Yeah, we are going to find out. We're definitely, one thing's for sure, we're going to find out. Yeah. Well, one thing's for sure, we're not, we're not going to like how he reacts to whatever the, the outcome is. It's true. It's almost a guarantee. What if he just goes, I was thinking about this. What if he just goes like radio silent? It's possible. And just no, goes like, it's not possible. I'm just, you know, I'm, I heard stories about when he had COVID. He was like yeah. lying, lying in bed, and he said, "Like, is this it? Like, is this is this how I'm going out? Just like like a friend of his or something that that like had." I, I question that story because he doesn't have friends. <laughs> yeah, no one likes him. <laughs> he was. He said, "Just like Regis." <laughs> I'm just joking. <laughs> no, people loved Regis. People loved Regis, and they hated the affiliation. That's a quote by Regis, by the way. People love Regis. People love Regis. <laughs> Pippa. <laughs> um, listen, okay. So this is another thing that's kind of special about that episode four years ago of the podcast is it's though it's naive, mm-hmm. and I'll, I'll own that in particular. I'm the one who's like, it's okay. It's all right. It's gonna be okay. Right. Uh, immediately that podcast went out and it was dated and wrong. And so in a way, this is going to be dated too as soon as it goes out. True. And it um, could be wrong or it could be right. But it's a little bit special because it's the last record of us not knowing that such an awful thing could happen. It's true. <laughs> Can I say on the record too that for some reason you could, on the betting odds of who the next president would be, for some reason it had Donald Trump. Yep. It had uh, uh, Joe Biden, obviously. It had Mike Pence and Kamala Harris both paying out at 151 to one. So I'm like, does that mean if one of them got elected and then immediately died or died in transition or something, that this bet would pay out on like Kamala Harris or Mike Pence at 151 to one? So let me see if I understand. The Veep candidates have the same odds? No. Far, far higher. Oh, okay. So they're paying out like 151 to one. Whereas, oh, that's weird. Like Trump's paying out one point or 2.5 and Biden's paying out 1.6. So they're paying but, but out what? One. But what are you voting on? Whether or not one of them becomes president? Because neither one of them is going to be president. That's tomorrow. what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. I'm like, wh- so the odds are clearly super high for a reason. And I'm like, are the, re- are the reason the odds are so high because literally one of them would have to die? On like the night of the election in order for them to... Well, let's not discount the very plausible uh, factor that either one of the current presidential candidates could die in their term. True. And yeah, I I guess people would be really surprised just because it would be the first time that happened in, in, you know, that we could remember. Since Kennedy, right? Outside of assassination. Yeah. 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 I'm not sure, like, what has a, I mean, I guess it depends on what natural causes are, but when, has a president ever died of natural causes? Probably. Yeah, I think so, like, like back in the day. Right, you know, it's just, he died of a Tuesday. It was like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, I was like, oh, you know, he, you know, he was 52, so. Can I do you a favor? Yeah. Uh, Kamala Harris. What yeah. did I say, Kamala? Yeah, and I only bring that up because there's, like, this developing idea that if that if you say it wrong, you're deliberately saying it wrong. Oh. <laughs> to, sound, to sound racist. Whoa. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, Kamala Harris. Kamala Harris. Kamala yeah. Harris. Like Pamela, kind of. Yeah. yeah. We're going to listen back to this in four years and yeah. be like, I can't believe I was saying that wrong. Yeah, you're going to sound be- ridiculous. I can't even believe I was saying it wrong now. I mean, it's fine. I think it was just on the spot. It's fine because I know where your heart lies. But they're like, yeah, of course. Like Sean Hannity says it that way uh, on purpose. And it's a dig. Yeah. That's totally not a dig. No, no, I know. That was like me saying the word social justice warriors to my sister last year. And she thought that I was like, like attacking democracy. Okay. It is kind of a pejorative. It, yeah. Which, which honestly, I was using it more in the context of like, you know, annoying people on, on Facebook complaining. Right. But even saying that sounds very like, like if you don't know me, then yes, this all sounds. Yes. Then you suddenly sound like pretty crazy right wing, (laughs) (laughs) which I recognize more now. But at the time I literally, I was like, what what do you mean? Like, so So wait a second. Did your sister think maybe your politics were wrong because you use that term? Yes. Oh yeah. That's interesting. She 100% like, like she had like a freak out moment. She was drinking at the time. Okay. So was I. So it didn't really help anything. <laughs> then we it ran was, 25 kilometers was, and everybody was good. <laughs> it was on It was on Christmas Eve night. 
<laughs> and what is Christmas Eve <laughs> if not an argument about social justice warriors? If not extremely strange for no reason. <laughs> All right. Well, this is well, what I was building to is that this is the last record of us uh, not knowing whether or not this crazy thing could happen twice. <laughs> yeah. We don't know. Maybe it, maybe it can. Should we do like maybe a follow up tomorrow morning or something? It'd just be like ugh. eight hours later. No, I'm just joking. Let's I did that, that last time. Oh, if you go back four years in the podcast, you do an intro. There's an intro where I'm like, listen, we sound dumb. I didn't know it could actually happen. <laughs> That's an apology you so don't have to make. But I know it's I don't, so owe, it to, I don't owe it to anybody. I really hey, I, listen. You're going to hear some stuff and you're going to realize <laughs> you're going to realize that we were wrong. I really took the podcast seriously four years ago. <laughs> and now I'm just like, oh, I didn't watch it. Was this when you were like, <laughs> man, the podcast is tough. I was just spending like four hours a night editing. And I was like, why are you editing it? <laughs> <laughs> That's just, true. Just yeah. put it out. Oh, I just put it up immediately. Yeah. Now, as is. Yeah. Can I say I'm also I feel a little bit silly doing a podcast about anything other than the Queen's Gambit right now. Because I was going to suggest to you, like, do we want to throw in Queen's Gambit? Because everyone's talking about it. Yeah. Well, we'll do it next week, although we'll be kind of behind the times. But I want to watch this show. Man, the critics love the Queen's Gambit. Everyone is saying it's really, really good. Yeah. I've heard like four people. I can't see myself being into it. She's a chess prodigy. Yeah. Yeah. And like the 50s. Yeah. Okay. Period drama. Okay. Yeah. I'm into that. Yeah. Cool. It's on Netflix. We'll check it's that out next week. Netflix. Right. I mean if there's still a if there's still a world next week, right? That's right. Hey, hey. Okay. We good? We're good. So we actually have to leave this not knowing whether or not you can trust Will Smith. Maybe, yeah. Talk to us next week. <laughs> Listen next week. <laughs> like and subscribe. <laughs> Smash that like button. Tune in next time to find out if once and for all you can trust Will Smith. Dun 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 same bat time. <laughs>